bags or what have you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're prowling the parking lot having just gotten ourselves coffee. Yep. yep. You're with us on the road. Guys, today and we drive about because Easy yeah. is sleeping in the car That's with what us. I was going to say. We've definitely got a little a little it's extra a logistical, stowaway. A logistical uh, trick for us suddenly it to it be is. like, huh, can Rachel coordinate herself enough to feed the baby <laughs> and get in the car when Becca has a free moment. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's getting tricks here. The answer out. is maybe, maybe not. And I will say that if you listen to last week's, I was just telling Rachel this, halfway through, out of nowhere, my phone just cut off and, and every time we tried to restart, it would just cut off. And so we just switched to Rachel's phone halfway through there. So that was the jarring. That guy just wants to draw your attention the, to our technical the, prowess. The jarring yeah. switch in the middle was that problem. And so, I mean, I guess we'll just find out if you're in for that again this time or if my phone no, will. No, it's going to be amazing. Persevere through to the end yeah. or not. It'll I'm be not fine. sure. We're going to do great. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking about something we did and it was so much fun. Uh, our church ladies did a homemaking fair. And it was just... It was great. Full of fun. I mean, it was so great. And, I mean, I we could do a whole episode probably talking about that. I actually have something to say that is separate from this, but... Say it. No, you go first. You explain the homemaking fair, and then I'm going to well, tell you... Well, I wasn't going to explain the whole you thing. You should. I was do just it. starting explain. out. I hand you the mic, Rachel. Oh, explain. thanks, Becca. Thanks. Explain. Okay, so we just ran the fairgrounds. We had a big... A bunch of different ladies in the church that we asked to, like bring their own stuff, set up their own spot. It was a super choose your own adventure because some of them offered classes later, like learning to bake bread or learning to sew or, and there were lots of, um, you know, there were gardeners and people with all kinds of different fun stuff. And we had party favors and giveaways. And so when you came in, we did a lot of, it's, we did a version of this last year. It's just grown where there were a lot of what we called Easter baskets that was so most of the tables had a basket full of um, giveaway, like a cute on theme basket of something. So like uh, June Kern did a a table on art with children, like how to do art with kids in your house and had a fun basket full of supplies for stuff. Um, And then there was people offering how to knit a dishcloth class at a basket with all the stuff that you would want to do, you know, learn, whatever. And then we got a bunch of gifts that were just like the grand prize. Like, like different ladies donated baskets that were not associated with a table, just like a theme basket of, for like an Easter basket full of, um, stuff to make homemade tortillas and salsas and, you know, just fun. Like they were on theme, different table settings, lots of fun stuff like that. And we had some grand prizes. KitchenAid, what else did we have? Sewing machine, the steam iron, we all love that kind of thing. Super fun, when you come, you get tickets, you enter, but almost everything, not everything, but almost everything that was there was donated by individual women who, like most of the baskets were just from women in the church to whoever wins this in the church. Um, But the thing that it was making me think is, this is, I wasn't trying to get in deep about the homemaking fair. I was just a super fun time. But what I was trying to get to was that 
you wrote in Even Exile about kind of the, you know, like repairing the ruins or whatever. And it just struck me how the last time domesticity was really admired. So, I mean, when would you say that was? I mean, mm, I mean the 50s. Yeah, but like like culturally widespread. I would say probably the 50s. Before Betty Friedan came along, right. Homemaking was having sort of a resurgence, like a post there was that interlude between the two waves of feminism and Yeah. So yeah, I mean in the 50s homemaking was admired. Um, yeah, but I was thinking the last time homemaking was really admired, how much of it was competitive. Like how the yeah. still the yeah. drive between women was not to build each other's homes up and not to like encourage each other, but to just, I, I mean, obviously I think, I think people would have been that way. In I was all, just going to say, I know, think like, you just tapped into one of those enduring parts of human nature is that envy and competition can always Wherever they are, they doesn't can't. matter. I guess yeah. the thing I was really thinking is that the open-handedness and the willingness to give away your recipe for your sure. meal that you just made yeah. or whatever yeah. is actually a distinction of Christian homemaking that is different because we're actually sure. told. Yeah. Like I was thinking how funny it is. You think of Titus 2 as being Paul telling the older women to teach the younger women things. Um, you don't think of, I just thought that was interesting because you don't think of that being a rebuke to the older women to not try to sit on your performance sure, and yeah. lord it over people, but instead be teaching them yeah, and be glad yeah. to share and glad, glad to see them pass you up. Yes. That's, because that's what your goal actually is. And it should be something that should delight us even though it will absolutely make you feel confused about what you're supposed to be doing sure because you've been eclipsed or or whatever yeah or just because what you thought you were there for but I think it also shifts, you know I think it also means it's a spur to never rest on your laurels too much you know like you always can learn you can always get better you can always expand you can always grow you can always you know uh-huh. um, rather than deciding I'm the person who has conquered the I tuna the casserole. I make the holiday cheese ball and none shall make one <laughs> like me. That kind of, right. that sort of right. exclusive, yeah. this is what I well, do. Well, the thing that I really liked about the homemaking fair and which I've been thinking about is the fact that it was just a really good, um, it was like a really good place to be able to connect with other ladies who are doing things that you've never even thought to do, you know, or yeah. like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. I didn't know who I could ask. Mm-hmm. And so you have somebody there who is making kombucha and now you know who you need to talk to if you want to mm-hmm. make kombucha. Or, and homebrew. Or, She's doing the whole beverages of sure yeah beverages so from home. it's yeah. just like whatever whatever it is it's like it's this fun expanding your horizons and then figuring out where you can go if you want to learn more about it because I do think and this is something we've talked about a lot but feminism really did do a sort of like wiped the hard drive for did a real number on the domestic arts well it? yeah it really did and I think that um I think that that 
problem goes further back than the 60s because I know we've talked about this before, but the kind of, um, the weird, did we ever talk about the college degree in, um, basically well, home ec? You can't trust, yes, I think we did, but you can't trust me to know what we've Yeah, me about. neither, actually. We've probably talked about it. Who knows if we did it while we recorded ourselves, but... But it's so interesting to me. As long as it wasn't me, last like, time we podcasted, I feel like it's fresh material. Yeah. Well, if you think about kind of the early part of the 20th century and then the, the offering the degrees in home ec or whatever, think about just the difference in name between home economics or domestic science versus the domestic arts. Yeah. That is a very different perspective on it. Uh-huh. Anyway... I just think that there's so much room for creativity and to learn from each other. And we need to because so many things have gotten um, either just straight up lost and forgotten. And nobody knows even that that's something that you could care about. Mm -hmm. Or it got weirdly turned into a kind of paint by numbers kind of thing. Yeah, You know, it got packaged and, and it got sort of like truncated somehow. Right. Well, I've been a homemaker for a long time now. And I've had kids for a long time. I've even had a lot of kids for a long time now. Like, I feel like I've, you know, yeah, whatever. But one of the things that has always been the case is that there's a new obstacle or a new schedule or a new routine or a new house that causes whatever. Yeah. And you have to kind of go back to revisiting the like what do we care about what are my right. what are the important things what am I going to do with this and right. one thing that's been cracking me up is having a baby right now is like wow all bets are off about things that I might have thought were routine in my life now sure. you know they're not and but one of the things the reason I was bringing this up is I think and this is how when you said domestic science versus domestic arts is like it is an art and there are these times when it's like you're given a new canvas in a way and you're like it's like you're trying to get to something like your imaginative vision for what your home should be like or what the flavor of your home should be like or what the goal is or what you're doing hopefully that imaginative vision is not changing all the time you know like hopefully you actually have a big sure uh, there's a general destination yeah right and you're trying to get there but how much it is like an artist doing multiple sketches of the same material where it's like like it's like fresh canvas here's another take of what we're gonna try to in this moment of my life I'm gonna try to paint this you know like I'm gonna try to get Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. but I feel like I am in the spot where I'm like always looking for ideas from other people like where you're yeah you're like okay okay help me think of what if you were trying to make foods to have in the fridge for hungry teenagers what would you do you know like what are like trying to get other ideas because you actually need them but nobody like on pinterest or nobody knows exactly your life or exactly what you're trying to do you're just trying to but it is an art because it's not like you can just implement a routine. You're like, okay, I have to work through this and I have to work through our obstacles. Well, and our- this is super funny because I wasn't at all trying to, um, this is something I've been thinking about and I was planning to start like next week, like sort of figuring this out. But it's really funny cause I wasn't trying to make a big announcement about this or anything, but 
I have been thinking about a basically that piece with the um, the homemaking fair that you did. Yeah. Where it's like this great place of intersection where people can learn from each other, and there's that kind of freely giving away sort of yeah. vibe, comboed with like what you've done with the Bible reading challenge, where it's like using social media. To, to be positive. To try yeah. to do something productive rather than just, like, suck your brain out for the afternoon. Um, and I've been thinking, like, okay, there's got to be a way of doing that more broadly with the kind of more virtual community. So I was thinking, you know what I really should do is, like, if you could on Instagram say, this is something, do you like that we're going over the washboard really, road? I'm sorry, I picked a loud yeah. back road. Yeah, we really are doing it. Um but like where you say, okay, here's what I'm going to be trying to get good at this week, or here's what I'm going to be practicing this week, or this is something I'm trying to learn this week, whatever. Um, and then have everybody, you can hashtag the, the same thing. So the, so like, let's say it's like biscuits, everybody who says this, this is my favorite biscuit and this is why, or here's the recipe, or this is what I love about it or whatever, which means that like, let's say you've never made a biscuit. You now have a whole bunch of resources that you uh-huh. could go through. And I think you've made an announcement. I think yeah, I think I have, but like I was, I was already planning to do this like maybe next week with something for Easter, but you know, cause I've seen these kinds of things where it might be like a weekly flower arrangement challenge or something. And that one hashtag you yeah. can go and see what everybody did with the prompt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that could be a really huge resource for people because there's so many fields of domesticity or homemaking or whatever that like you just might not have ever thought of or you don't know where to turn or you don't you just maybe want inspiration or you'd love to hear how other people are doing like for instance my personal Thing at the moment that I have to go and research before Sunday is corn tortillas because I've made corn tortillas. I have the press. I have a kamal. Is that what you call it? Yes. Kamal. I have that. I've made them. I tried that purple um, masa that you gave me and I just don't feel like I've nailed it. So I need to do a little bit more work and but we are that doing. Masienda masa is super good, isn't it? Yeah, it was really good, but I just don't feel like I did it justice. And it's funny because it's like, okay, you've got two ingredients or maybe four, depending on your recipe. But um, that what is what else adds salt, like the salt and a bit of fat. Um, so I've done one that was just masa and water, and I've done one that had a little bit of fat, a little bit of salt. Yeah. Either way, I'm definitely in the early wobbly phases of feeling like the tortilla is something that I am. Yeah. So it's just things like that where like if if you're trying to troubleshoot something, it would be really fun to have a community of maybe like-minded women who also are a huge resource. Uh And so anyhow, that's that's what I have been pondering doing and I was planning to do something next week. So anyway, now there you go, everybody. Now we Um, know. Now I'm held to it because I've just thought out loud. She just said Um, she said it right here. Yeah. Uh, my what I meant though in this idea of the art meaning you keep getting like here you are to build a family culture in a new place here you are in this place and sometimes things like you're like wow that that totally made this picture way better you know like some little change yeah they're like 
that was wonderful. But the thing that I am fa like, I'm facing, that sounds different. What I'm doing right now is trying to merge my different, different places that I am. It's just the parenting splits. It's just the having a baby, but still also having seven other children, right? Like here we are with yeah. the newborn, but still wanting to. Right. And I think I said on the podcast that I, part of this right now has been me becoming a very regular cookie baker. Like I am yes. making cookies yes. for my boys because I can make them fast. And it is a meaningful show of love. Like it is a meaningful right. mom likes to have you. No, she cares. And if I had a random moment, I had some random moment in the day when they weren't here, when I couldn't do, you know, yeah. like I can still show love to them in those yes. places and do whatever. But I've also been making a note on my phone. This is one that I just, I want everyone to tell me, tell me your, your ideas for this. I have a note on my phone that I just call like school foods, which is like the kind of the the staples, the things that I just try to make and have in the fridge mm -hmm. at different, you know, like, so they're just sure. here, but I'm really always looking for more because like I did a, I'll do a food processor salsa, but if I do that, sure. put it in the fridge, my kids love that. Like it's like yeah. having a homemade salsa with the, sure. Ch it's like, they love, I, it's just the job is different than it used to. Like, do you know what I mean? There was a time in my life when I remember thinking, that putting people's lunches in an ice cube tray was a fun thing for them. Like where we separated their little cubes of cheese and some oh, raisins sure. and pretzel sticks. And that is not part of my life right now. You can't have packed that to school. No, I'm talking about before anyone ever dreamed of school. Oh, when I had a house I was like, Rachel, of, I'm shocked no, when that I had you a house sent of, them out with an ice cube tray. I didn't ever, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just think, yeah, glad I didn't do that, but I didn't. Uh, more just that there were, I'm saying there were times when my yeah. effort yeah, yeah. to want things to be fun and to be yeah, like, yeah. you know, like the, yeah. your effort to bless your children. Yeah looked very different and that yeah. ice cube tray was not a permanent part of my no. life it was probably there for a week or something who knows yeah. what but just kind of the um the effort of always evaluating and thinking and trying with the tools that you have for the people you have to present a picture of of what you're trying to present and like what I think that it what I would say I'm trying to do all the time, who knows how act, you know, I'm, I'm under no, uh, delusions that I have flawlessly performed this, <laughs> this sure. idea, but it's just that you're always trying to express for them sort of like, what are the things that you want your kids to, to be experiencing in your home? Sure. It's like the goodness of God, the peace of people yeah. who know him, the joy, like, and the, and not peace in the sense of stillness, but peace in the sense of joy and work. Like yeah. that this is, there's so, but all the ways that you, all the things that you have to try to express that in your home. I mean, I think right now it's probably the biggest thing I can do is be laughing about how little I'm getting done. You know what I mean? Like sure. probably the biggest thing I can yeah. do is be very joyful yeah. about yeah. the chaos in my, you know, sure. 
so I'm not, okay. I don't want people to think I'm, yeah, I, I'm always like, you want to make sure everyone understands that I'm not saying in every era I have to, you know, fill in the blank, but like, I think that's a big thing is, is that, um, my, my deep yearning for built-ins, yeah, um, is definitely something that I have to actively try to counteract in my own expectations because I always want to have arrived at the one this is the schedule that is the final solution and it will be mm-hmm. built in forever or this is the master menu plan that shall never again have to be right re-imagined. I'll never I'll never need to reconsider anything right and the pro- the truth is like it's it really is like a constantly moving target and you have to always be ready to think like right this just isn't the phase anymore that I was in and I need to let go of a bunch of things and I need to realize I don't know what I'm doing and I've got to um, put on my big thinking cap and try to sort this out again my big trip this week that has been killing me with how funny it is how bad it's hilarious how much I'm not accomplishing that's Mm -hmm. what makes this so good Okay. this I was talking to Luke about how I'm gonna go get it, you know how, and I'm like, here's what I'm gonna do: lowering the bar dramatically. Lower the bar, Rachel. And I was like, so what I'm gonna do is in the morning, after everyone's off to school, and I, the morning, Ezra, Ezra sleeps great, but in the morning he is, it's like a nurseathon of making up for having been sure. asleep through the night. We have, yeah. a, we have a lot of hands-on baby time in the morning, which is great. Yeah. But I end up being all up in my room and just, like, I don't even get downstairs until much later. And so I was like, so here's my plan, Luke. Lowering the bar. I'll do the laundry. I'll get caught up on the laundry upstairs. And then when it's time, when we can come, wow, when it's a good thing we're having that guy work on our driveway right now. (laughs) Um, When it's, when I come downstairs, I'm just going to, what I'm going to do right away, it'll probably be like 1030 a.m. You know, hopefully, is when I get down there. And I'll be like, when that happens, I'll just make dinner. I'll just figure dinner out. I'll make dinner. That's what I'm going to do. Two jobs, Rachel. I can nail it. Guess what? We squeaked in by the skin of our teeth eating dinner at 7.15, which was not because, (laughs) not because, that wasn't just because of my failings. It was because of track practice and all of the Mm -hmm. places I had to drive. Mm -hmm. But... The point is, 7.15 for dinner, and when we sat down to dinner, guess whose bed was covered in laundry that has not been done? <laughs> my two my two jobs, and yeah. I did none yeah. of them. I was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah. Success has not been but, had. So, I, but in my implement, adapt, yeah. and overcome, not improvise. improvise. Implement would also, I need to improvise, improvise adapt, I overcome, and then implement. And then implement. Yeah. And in that journey, I was like, get over yourself Rachel and I just deal with Walmart deliveries because I don't like I prefer a different grocery store yeah me for too. the meat and the me produce. too I agree I was like well but sometimes I was like I like, think God's telling you Rachel that you should just get over yourself and use yeah. the Walmart order so I'm like all right I'll do that so today outsmarting outsmarting my own self I ordered up a Walmart delivery for, yeah. well, this was last night for this morning. Cause I was like, I'll just do roast chicken tomorrow. That I'll, I'll, it'll work. It's got my Walmart delivery this morning with a notice that, <laughs> that 
what was not available is the whole chickens. So, <laughs> so my big plan yeah. to just roast a chicken is no, no more. Yeah, no, no more. I'm like, I'm going to have to keep, I'm going to have to keep working on honing this kind in of, on this, honing yeah. in on streamlining my, honing yeah. in on making yeah. it possible. Well, the funny. other day I was in a similar, like, just whatever, just order it and get her done. You know, was the sort of thing I was, I was doing. And so I was going to order a turkey breast just because there's not enough of us that, you know, so I was like, I'll just do that and, um, do a long roast or maybe even crock pot the thing. Cause I, again, I was, I was too having the, like, Uh just, just put Mm -hmm. the bar on the floor, Becca, and get over (laughs) that. So I did, and then um, all of the turkey breast options were, you know, of course, frozen solid. And then yeah. something I saw was, like, never attempt to roast a frozen turkey breast because it will kill you all, you know, with food poisoning. And so then I see, as I'm looking through it, it's like, oh, this one says it's oven ready. Like, it's frozen, but you can just put it straight in the oven. So I was like, just do it, you know, like, basically, don't be a snob. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Kind of get over yourself. Whoa. That was the worst, most heinous little thing I've ever drummed up and slapped down on the table for my family. <laughs> I was like, everyone, I'm sorry about I, what's about I to happen. Skipped, I skipped past <laughs> one of my other brilliant works that happened in the day between these these brilliant works. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I will make something with what's in the freezer but when I opened the freezer I had to do a little shuffling of stuff and then I found this block of five pounds of chicken thighs and I don't know what delusional world I was in where I thought five pounds of chicken thighs was gonna feed my family (laughs) I was like I know better than this you know yeah yeah. but I was like I can do it before school pickup and it Mm -hmm. and it becomes a Mm -hmm. real thing now because the school pickup leaving deadline has moved even earlier because I have to make sure the baby is fed and can Uh be in the car for this Uh long because now Uh that we're doing track practices it's not straight to school and back it turns into a big journey in the car so I was like I'll do these man no I was still like barely cutting the chick uh, trying to cut it up and get it in this was the thing where I'm mm-hmm. like, my plan is so minimalistic and I can't get it done. And yeah. got, uh, and then it turned into a real scramble, but dinner did land eventually, but it had to be, I made rice to serve with the chicken thighs. And I was like, what world am I in that I thought that this was going to actually feed them? I'm looking yeah. at this, what seemed like a mere puddle of a few chicken thighs in the bottom of the instant pot. <laughs> I was like, oh, my word. This is yeah. so weird. Yeah. And I was trying to get them in the Instant Pot. Mm. Dear dear reader, yeah. the reason the Instant Pot was involved at all was because I was trying to get it done before I left the house, like, yeah. to be able to put it in something and yeah. leave and have it yeah. going. Yeah. And in the end, it was a chicken thighs with a peanut, like a peanut ginger kind of a sauce. I just made... I just added to the sauce and made a bunch of, I did it with noodles instead of on rice. Mm, like, so it yeah. made a big, threw a lot of peanuts yeah. in there and kind of, and it worked fine and it fed the family. But it was, 
Yes. It had that feeling of like, wow, we almost <laughs> died trying to get to not the kind of dinner you would want everyone to look at. No, 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 <laughs> definitely not. But and see, boy, I, totally I limped, remember. I limped through that finish I mean, line. You have now more of a commute to get into town to go pick yeah. people up and stuff. But even when, like when I had five little teeny weeny people and it was, I had to do kindergarten pickup. And I only had to drive like maybe six minutes to get there. Yeah. You know, door to door. It's a near death experience. And if you needed to pick up the kindergartner at 1130, if I was not getting us ready to leave by 10, we were going to be late. It was like, <laughs> it was just because, yeah, you have to make sure the baby's fed. You have to make sure the diaper's changed. You might have to make, you know, like, and I had to pack everybody lunch because then I had to drop off the afternoon yep. person you know 35 minutes mm-hmm. later or mm-hmm. something which was not enough time to come home unload go in make lunch load back up so you had to eat in the car while you did carpool yeah. mm-hmm. it was a thing it was a real thing that's and why I, remember. I told Luke I'm not even kidding right now that it like one o'clock I start being like oh shoot I'm gonna be late for dinner I'm not well making dinner. I know I know because I I definitely there were days in those little years where the I felt like the only thing I did was try to go to the grocery store for three days in a row and it never happened because <laughs> somebody needed a spanking somebody was asleep somebody needed to nurse somebody else needs another yep. spanking now we're and at there, it's nap but time. there's also always the there's a weird optimism in the day where you're like i can get us through one mm-hmm. more day mm-hmm. out of the dry goods mm-hmm. we can yeah we can limp along i i moved to england right basically when I was still in a sort of moment of that and that's when I was first introduced to grocery delivery and I was like this is a wonderful wonderful thing (laughs) it is and I don't and it wasn't it didn't exist the last time I was having a child it was only COVID that brought it to Moscow yeah and I know that's yeah yeah it is true it was COVID because no, Walmart had Rosars might have already done it for like elderly people oh, or something, but it but Rosars it wasn't is not easily yeah, available. And it, Rosars is not cheap. No, it's not the chip no. method. But whatever the case, what are we trying to say? We're just what trying to we, talk about the what fact are we that saying, Rach? no matter if you feel like you have kind of learned something and arrived at some point, mm-hmm. like you arrive and it's like you finished that sketch of the yeah. subject, and then God hands you a new canvas that's like another child or a different home or a different obstacle or a different budget or a different like and it's like okay just a new season so how can i joyfully weather change right like how can we joyfully jump back into the same work riffing on the same theme but sometimes with some of your old it's not um it's God's not asking us to be a ditto machine he's asking us to actually like you actually need to engage with the material every time and try to express these things. Well, yeah. And I do think there's a lot to be said for figuring out, um, your own situation because I was at the nursery yesterday or the day before talking to them about whether or not I could ever manage to get a rosemary to survive through. And there's one variety that can sometimes make it through the winter but I was talking to them about you know like what else can I do to try to get there 
And I was like, yeah, my problem is that I'm always trying to grow things here that don't want to grow here, you know? And if you see, if you like, when we were, when we were, um, oh gosh, we were just back East lately. I can't remember where we were driving. And it's so interesting when you just look at the stuff that's growing on the side of the road, you know, like just where nobody's doing it. It's just happening. Uh-huh. And there was this amazing kind of like lushness in the kind of foresty, scrabby sort of foresty, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. That's what wants to grow there is trees and vines. Here, what wants to grow is grass. Every ditch is completely like thick with this mm-hmm. amazing, beautiful, a lot of the times really beautiful grasses, but they're very different. And if you're trying to grow the jungle vines here, they're just not going to be good. But I do think that's, that's part of it is trying to cut with the grain and then figure out how to, how to push the borders in your own spot. But like, if you are a life that is going to be really great at growing the grasses, yeah. don't be trying to grow the magnolia tree because right. the magnolia tree, as it turns out. Have you tried? Well, I got the seeds, but I never did plant them. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe, I mean, and I, and I'm all for trying to push the borders too, you know, like trying Sorry. to incorporate things. Don't just settle. Don't just assume that what's been done is the only option. Right. Like, like be creative and be ready to try to, um, expand things, but also be ready to abandon it if it's yeah. not, if it's not the right thing. But, but you know what I mean? Like whatever season you're in, say wherever you, you are, this it's, is what I want to say. I think, I feel like we're just, we are, we've repeated ourselves plenty of times, but I think what I'm trying to say is to not be discouraged by God giving you a new blank, like a new challenge at the same thing. Yeah. Because it's not God failing your efforts previously. Yeah. It's the only way that we can get as much as, because we're such uh, limited artists Mm -hmm. at this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. it is the only way that we can really get a multidimensional, like, it's that faithfulness throughout our life of trying to honor God and do these things. Yeah. God makes that far more glorious than any one particular effort but like I'm not I mean I don't feel discouraged right now but it could be you could say it could feel discouraging to well I'm not discouraged that I need to do this do I have moments where I feel like oh my word I thought that I actually could feed my family I mean I thought that by this Mm -hmm. point I knew how to do this Mm -hmm. and but I but turns out if you give yourself a funny handicap of time buffers and nursing and not being able to go to the store you can you can get yourself up a creek my point is to not feel like that's a like it's not a judgment that you need to start over on things like that you need to be like okay yeah new take hot new take on yeah um what i need to be doing so but I i do think that like i like that little voice back there He's, it seems like he's getting ready to file something with the complaints department. <laughs> little but, bit of. but if like, let's say that you live in a, you know, the, a fourth story apartment and you have a little balcony and you know that your job is to grow something. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you, you're not going to try and put in a sunken garden with boxwood hedging. You know, you're going to be I making don't know. do. If there's not a fountain, <laughs> right? what is there? You're going to think like, okay, what are my constraints? And then how can I do this the best that I can with a north-facing window, you yeah. know, and no dirt? Well, it's like, okay. Like, it's really speaking to herself here about the magnolia tree. Yeah, the magnolia tree is not the answer. Until you build a greenhouse. <laughs> I think I even... At which point you still don't want to make my my landscaping inside. My landscaping approach has been... I plant things and I am just downright shocked when they come back alive. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's true. That's true. What can it mean? I know. I was out clearing all the leaves out of my garden. Well, I started. I'm still midway through this project. First off, you're like, well, this is like an archaeological dig. This is what happens when you ignore a garden for two straight years because of people getting married and inconveniently placed trips right over the planting season or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing that she's going to go. I'm listening. I'm just getting in the back door. I'm just getting the little pumpkin out. He's just being really cute. Anyway. What I'm telling you, Rachel, is I pull off this pile of of leaves and there are thriving green oregano plants still quite green and oh. luscious looking under there. Now we have a dog too. Hi, maybe. Hey, thank you. You should probably not get in. Not you, Mabes. You're not invited. Yeah, yeah. She's coming. She's doing it. Maybe. Maybe. What are you doing? You should hop out probably. Maybe. No. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> the dog honked the horn. The dog got in, honked, and got back <laughs> And here is Easy. Hi, Easy. Hello. Hi, mister. Oh, my word. He is just bigger God, every time I look at him. He's facing the reality of older siblings and the exposure to colds that mm. that is going to bring into a little mm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what are we trying to get around to? I think we're trying to just say that that the struggle is okay. Hi. Well, and the Hi. the not wanting to um not wanting to settle and not wanting to get stagnant. No, but also delighting in the moments when God won't let you settle. Yes. That's not so much that you wanted to, but and that it's kind of sometimes you're like because God knew that if I settled I'd grow algae. And he and <laughs> keeps us from getting, he really does a lot to keep us from feeling like, uh, well, he just is never done with us. No. And, there, and then what no. a mercy that is. Yeah. I so know. he should never be done with us either. Oh, I feel pretty done sometimes with my own achievements <laughs> for sure. Hi, buddy. Hi. Are you just ready to talk now? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he's so. just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right now. Yeah. Yes, he is. Oh, snorty pig. Yep. Yeah, we're clearly not going to be able to have a train of no, thought. No, I know. With, I've lost it now. now. I've lost it now. Little easy. Yeah. Okay, let's give tips. I have. A, I think I had a tip that I kept thinking, this is my tip. Good. Oh, and yeah. maybe And maybe we should also try and think of some Easter tips, given the... Given the sure. Week but my tip, in. I was going to say, is that... There's this little handheld steamer that's now available that okay. is a straight, like the Luke and I have put in 
I don't know, a year of our life, maybe steaming kids in a bathroom. The oh, that kind of a steamer. Yeah, not a clothing steamer. No, it's steamer. a little handheld steamer for like cold. Croup or something? For croup, yes. The croupy baby steamer. Like a little face mask steamer? Mm-hmm. And just in its. Oh. You charge it in it. You use a little okay. cartridge of water that you put in it and it steams it. And the thing is, is that many of the time have we tried to. You know, you're like waiting for the shower to steam the whole bathroom. Yeah, yeah, it takes a little bit of time when you really need uh-huh. to help someone uh-huh. breathe easier. Yeah. And we've done the like boiling water in effective. a bowl with the towel over the head and yeah. all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's just so it well, that's is, fun. Well, I don't know that I'd call it a fun item, but it is a good one to have on hand. Good to know about. It felt to me like, oh, that's a real significant improvement since mm-hmm. the last time I had a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, who might need steaming. Okay. Hi. Hi. So who are you steaming? Does it work for easy? Yeah, it's just, because even with him, if you don't put it straight on his face, you can steam the area right around his head. Oh, sure. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) You're contributing some thoughts about that. I kept thinking, like, this is actually really a significant improvement. Yeah, that's a big deal. Since the former times that I have. Um, yeah, that's great. I don't, yeah. There we go. That was that's one tip. Day. One tip. Okay, now think about Easter. What do you have to say, Rach? About Easter? Easter, Easter prep. Easter menus, Easter moods, Easter traditions. I'm giving you hints. You're supposed to think of something I to am say. supposed to? You yeah. give a tip. Well, I'm, I am lobbing the ball to you, Rachel. Um... <laughs> Are you, Becca? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be out of town until Saturday, so uh, my my Easter prep this year cannot be like days of baking because we're not going to be here to bake. So, um, what are you going to be making? I haven't I haven't even addressed the Easter menu yet. Usually, I'll I'll now that my kids are older, I'll ask them what things they you know like what are the things that they really want. But we almost always. We for sure have a ham. We usually have, you guys do the grilled lamb and the, there's some manifestation of lamb and we have ham and then we have lots of salads and sides and berry, berry berry-ish desserts. You know what Judah told me the other day? I was quite, I was quite like, oh no, Judah, this is terrible news. Like this is a, this is a real problem is that he was like no I haven't gotten any lamb at Easter for a lot of years because by the time the kids go through it's completely gone and that was like oh that's really sad but you know what it made me think of something and this is not related to Easter but it is related to events and that is like we've we've sort of changed over the last few weeks how we do um, soup night because you have a big group to go through buffet and one of my sort of little peeves is that this always happens if you try and do a really polite um ladies first like ladies you go through the buffet first then you will have for the rest of the evening a segregated party where you've got all the ladies go sit down and then all the guys go through and they all go sit down somewhere totally else and managing managing the buffet line it's a thing you've got to think about because it's easy to it's easy to feel like the gentlemanly move 
is to send the women all through. But then you really have made a decision about how the evening will go. It doesn't matter if it's like college kids or if it's like couples. It will end up with a segregated party. So we now are just, we don't say that. We're like everybody mix and go. You know, like, and you guys at Sabbath always do that because you go by tables. So that's a sensible way to do it also. Well, we try to. But we go different. There's a lot of, but as far as trying to keep the food going there are some foods that we don't ever put it all on the buffet at one time right and uh so you have especially when you have a crowd a big crowd of a bounty of something gives some people the wrong idea yeah so not like if you put a huge platter full of uh tri-tip out yeah. You will yeah. feel You'll full of regret yeah. after you see the plates of the first three mm. people that go mm-hmm. through or something. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot. We've learned that with avocados. Guac oh, or avocados. Real. You just have to eke them out. You keep refilling a smaller vessel. You don't yeah. start with a big vessel. No. Uh, and presumably we haven't done that. But you bring the lamb. So both yeah. of us ought to gear up and make sure Judah gets lamb this well, year. Well, yeah. But I mean... It's just, uh, I think that's another thing too, is having a buffet where you have lots of different dishes, but not enough of something like that's getting a a good buffet. I feel like that's something that's not as easy as it sounds. You guys have way tons of practice because you do it every week and I feel like you always nail the quantities, but you know what I mean? Like you go through a buffet line and there's loads of. I don't know, hot dog buns left, but mm-hmm. it's like there's some hot dog buns and tortilla chips by the time that people get through. Yeah, there's a lot of, but there's also times that I think we we adapt mid-course because sometimes with the buffet, we're like, wait, Luke, you should probably serve that. To, like, yeah. there are some foods where we sometimes realize, wait, we will serve people yeah. first instead mm-hmm. of having mm-hmm. us be a self-serve. Oh, yeah. You don't always know what the, uh, how I've that's going to go. Because I've where, like, I was serving something as a salsa to put on chips. And I think it was a corn salsa. And people were reading it as a side dish. And it didn't matter that it was there with the other salsas right. next to the chips. They were dishing yeah. themselves out half a plate full of corn. And then it just ran out by, you know, yeah. in the first little bit. It's it's a real trick trying mm-hmm. to trying to figure out the crap. And I think especially, too, is like a lot of people, if you're getting together with a bunch of people at Easter... You're probably asking other people to bring things. And then that's another trick is trying to get the quantities right. Do you have any hot ideas on this? No, I don't really. I mean, I think we have a lot of, I just tend to, we tend to overdo a lot of the basics because Sabbath for my family likes a leftover once a week. And that is Sunday. They enjoy a Mm -hmm. leftover from the night before but Mm. it's a leftover instead of no meal sort of like it's a scroungy day no matter what so the fact that it's a leftover is a thrill they love to have leftovers so I like with Sabbath we're usually aiming to have more than we Mm -hmm. need Mm -hmm. so that there's enough for our family to eat the next day but a lot of the time I mean there isn't always but I think I always just aim over 
because especially with the basics so like if you're doing if i'm doing the main things for easter i want to make sure that there's a lot of that yep. and then whatever other people are bringing is additional it's just well additional you've done things. a lot of conscious thought about this when it comes to thanksgiving yeah and I feel like there's a but similar... But that's different because Easter, I don't feel as much like Easter leftovers are the most important thing to everyone. No. But Thanksgiving leftovers have a life of their own culturally. No. And I don't think you need to be thinking about the leftovers as much as just... Yeah, like if you have a huge group coming over... Diversity know. of side dishes helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, because, because it helps when people... I actually think that's why some of the favorite, like fan favorite meals are the ones that have it. It's more of a choose your own adventure. It's a lot of different things out yeah. on the buffet. But that also keeps it from... That does a lot to keep you from running out of food because people might come back and there's not any more guac, but there is corn salsa and yep. chips or there mm -hmm. is... Like, people will mm -hmm. keep eating other things than... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a lot... I feel like we're really rambling about having... Hi. <laughs> Is it your cute influence that's making me actually. ramble? Making me ramble because totally your is. cute face? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, Easter, we always do the jello, rainbow jello squares. That's right. That's you do. exclusively for Easter that we get that out. That we're like. Yeah. But now my kids make those. It used to be that we made them to delight the children with the magic. And now the children are just like, it's the principle of the thing. <laughs> we have to have those. Um, One must. I do potato salad. It's kind of more like cold salads, pasta, orzo, that kind of mm -hmm. stuff that we have mm -hmm. with the main dishes. But it's just, yeah. I try to set the tables more formally, more, mm -hmm. not, I didn't mean, not fussy, but more... You know, we'll do. You just wanted to. We stand just do out. it. We do it more as a high holiday kind of like. Yes. There's, there's the regular Sabbaths where we try to make things look nice, and then Easter would be one where I'm much more likely to have like a formal flower arrangement, like mm -hmm. or not formal. You know what I'm trying to say. I do. A more thought out, yeah. less like a little jar with some things in it, and more like yeah. we actually You're putting more thought, more effort, more yep. care into the Easter table or into yep. what your kids are wearing at Easter because it's a really big deal. Easter yeah. really is. It's the it's big stuff. It's the one, really. <laughs> it's the holiday to rule them all. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time. All right, peeps. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.